Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. As Dave says, we are continuing in our sermon series in the book of Acts. We're in Acts chapter 10. And if you would, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Acts chapter 10, we'll begin in that verse 34. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly I understand that God has, God, that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that they, that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him and we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one anointed, appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receive forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And he and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and exalting God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water from baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. This is the word of God. It is given to us in love and it is absolutely true. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your grace, your mercy. Father, as we gather in this place as your children, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we ask that you will unite our hearts together, that we may hear a word from you, and that some life is changed. Somebody leaves this place walking differently than they came. 
This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The significance of this passage is that the Lord is Lord of all. The Jews and the Gentiles. Um, he's the Lord of both Jews and Gentiles. We know that the Jews were God's chosen people to, through, through whom he would deliver salvation to this world. Not because Jewish people were special or they, they, there was any special holiness about them, but, but because they were set apart that God would use them to deliver salvation. It would be through the Jewish people. While the Jewish people were set apart, they were drawn astray by the gods of other nations around them. The Jewish people were to follow strict laws and cultural customs, but they didn't do it. They would, they would stray away from the thing that God had designed for them to do. And anyone who did not follow these laws and customs were considered unclean and looked upon by the Jewish peoples as like dogs, as scum of the earth. The, they, they didn't follow this and they wasn't they weren't up to par. So a Gentile is one who belonged to who was outside of the Jewish people group. Anybody outside the Jewish people group were considered Gentiles. Gentiles were not completely without hope. That's good news, y'all. They were not completely without hope. God uh, demonstrated his heart for the nations by including them in the covenant with Abraham. He said Abraham would be the father of nations. He would be the father of the nation. When God promised this, the Gentiles were included. That's, again, a good place to be happy, y'all, because if you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile. Amen. Listen, so we were included in God's plan from the very beginning. The Gentiles, just like the Jews, they needed to be needed their sins to be cleansed. They needed to um, they needed to find a way to have peace with God. And that was only through having their sins cleansed. The Jewish nation had access to God, which the Gentiles did not have. And Gentiles usually were living outside of the law, and they did things that were unpleasing to God, just as the Jews did. So even though the Jews were breaking the law and the Gentiles didn't have access to the law, so they broke the law. The Jews looked at the Gentiles as unclean. They looked at them as common, which was a significant problem in the early church. And truth be told, it is a problem in the church today. We look at others who are not like us, who don't think like us, who don't live like us, who don't vote like us, who don't have, who don't come from the same economic, economical background as we do. We, we, while we're not saying, calling them unclean, while we're not calling them common, we are treating them as if they were common and unclean. We tend to look down on people. Dave has said this. Uh, Jonathan preached a couple weeks ago, and I will say it again. Social media has shown us uh, how, 
how people have used the social media just to tear one another down. And listen, it's not just on the outside. It happens among Christians. Christians are using social media to tear each other's down in the name of freedom. Brother, that's not pleasing to God. It's not pleasing to God when we when we look at other people who think differently than us, who act differently than us. And then we be we are who are called Christians. We act like we don't know Christ ourselves. We act like we haven't experienced his grace. If we have experienced his grace, what do you think other people need? His grace. And, And we don't display his grace by attacking one another. So here it is. We got a picture. We have a picture of we're going to get into this passage. I'm going to read the earlier passages in this chapter, but we'll see that they were treated as just common, unclean folk. So God demonstrated his heart for the nations from the very, very beginning. If we look in the Old Testament before Joshua conquered Canaan, he sent two spies to the land to to the land to observe the land before they conquered the land. And they came to the house of one called Rahab. And when you went to Rahab's house, you could get lodging, you can get information, and you can get some other stuff too. Okay? (laughs) All right? Rahab was not, she was not a Jew. She was not a, what they would call a, a nice lady. Okay? So, so, the king, he heard that these spies were there and he demanded that Rahab tell him where the spies was. Rahab said, the men gone. She told him that those men were gone. And, and when she helped them out to escape, she asked them, hey, hey, can, what can I get for a reward? How can you help us? And they told her that they gave her this this red, this scarlet string and they told it to tie it from her house and that. Everybody that was in that house would be saved. And that string represented the blood of Jesus. So from the very beginning, God had a plan for Gentiles. He had a plan for, don't y'all remember Jonah when he told Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach? Jonah didn't want to go. He didn't want to go because he knew the Lord, that them people would hear what he had to say. They would repent and God would save them. He didn't want them to go. Nineveh was Gentiles. God has always had a plan where he included the Gentiles. He included the ones that people thought were unclean. He included the ones that people thought were common. He always had a plan. Jesus himself showed us how he looked out for the Gentiles. Y'all know there was a Canaanite woman who had a demon-possessed daughter, and, and Jesus praised her for her faith. He said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. He said that people, people in Israel don't have faith like this. Amen. Jesus looked after the Gentiles. You'll see a Roman centurion soldier. He had a, he had a servant that was sick. He said to Jesus, Jesus, speak a word. And he'll be here. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. He had a plan for the Gentiles. Isn't that good news, y'all? Amen. Somebody used to say where I'm from that we living off of grandmama prayers. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
that grandmama began to pray that her children's children will be blessed. Are y'all listening to me? Y'all, we are living off a plan that God had from the very beginning of time that we will be included in the number. That's good stuff, y'all. So look here. What about when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well? He told her about everything she had done. Listen, she came in contact with him and she left and went and told people about the good news of Jesus. Come see a man who's told me all I have ever done. Then Jesus, before he leaves, he tells his disciples, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. That's everybody, y'all, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then he promised them, and lo, I am with you always to the end of the earth. So what I want to establish before I get into this passage is that there was always a plan for the Gentiles. There was always a plan which included the Gentiles. Now, if we look at Acts chapter 10, we begin to look at this. This is this is where the Jews and the Gentiles are coming together. They're becoming one person. Look, look here. Look here. It says this. Verse one says at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what? was known as the Italian cohort, a devout, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generally, generously to the people and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he was clearly in a vision. An angel came of God came in and said to him, Cornelius, and he stared at him and in terror and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your arms have uh, ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel who spoke this had departed, he called in two of his servants and a devout soldier, a devout soldier, and, and from among those who attended to him and having relayed everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So listen, he was praying. There's a vision. God shows up to him in a vision and God tells him that I've heard your prayers. I've seen your work. Listen, it has come before him and God was pleased with it. So he tells him, I want you to send me to go get Simon. His Simon Peter. He's at the other Simon's house in the house by the sea. So while they go to get him, Peter, the next day, listen, Peter was on a journey and he was approaching the city. Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens open up and something like a great sheet descending, uh, being let down by all four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. I already told you, 
common and unclean had to do with practices that was outside of the Jewish people, things that they didn't do. So he would say, no, Lord, I will not eat everything because some things out there are unclean. But listen, y'all, can y'all imagine in your mind that you hungry? And while you're sitting there waiting on people to fix dinner, while I'm waiting on Sonia to fix dinner, the Lord shows up and, and there's a sh- I fall into this trance and this sheet falls down all four corners and it covers all four corners of the earth and it falls down. And God tells me to rise, slay and eat. Y'all know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to rise and find me something to eat. Peter, Peter says, you know what? No, Lord, no. As if God didn't know what was under the sheet. He's saying to him, it's the Lord who put down the sheet. He says, no, there's unclean and and things that are common. Never will I eat those things. But God has spoken to him. God is telling him, rise and eat. But he, in his mind, he sees things that he believes is not right. Look, look, let's go on. And it says, and the voice came to him a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Can you imagine? Imagine, man, my, my daddy used to tell me something. I'm going to tell you this one time and one time only. That means he, he wasn't playing games with me, y'all. He needed me to get this. The Lord said this to Peter three times. He, he Listen, can, I don't know. The Bible doesn't record. Can, I can just in my mind, if I can use my sanctified imagination for a moment, I can hear Peter going back and forth with the Lord. But Lord. There's, there's animals that we shouldn't eat in there. Lord, there are things that's not clean. He had to do it three times. But sometimes it takes us, some of us, a little bit longer to get it. Hello? So here it is. It says this to Peter. It's taken up to heaven. Now, Peter, listen, it says, Now, while Peter was perplexed, inwardly, inwardly perplexed, as to what the vision that he has seen meant, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And when Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, the men, behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation. For I have sent them. And Peter went down to the man and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason you are coming? And and they said to him. So they rehearsed to Peter and they tell Peter about Cornelius's vision and that um, Cornelius wanted Peter to come. So Peter said, OK, come on in. So he brings them in, y'all. He brings them in. And the next day they got up and they go to Peter's house. I mean, Peter lets them in. So the next day they get up and they go to Cornelius's house. And when he enters Cornelius's house, Peter has Cornelius has his family there. He, the scripture says he has a great number of people in the house. So when they get there, he sees Peter and he falls down and he begins to worship him. 
Peter tells him to get up for I am a man just as you are. Amen. That's good, y'all. That's good. That's good. That's good for us to see that people sometimes that we discount are people just like we are. Sometimes people that we lift up too high, we need to know that they are people just like we are. So he gets him up and he begins to tell him that I need to read this. So we're saying and he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common and unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked then why you sent for me. So Cornelius says it again. Four days ago, I was in this trance and he begins to tell. So Peter does not comment. Peter just jumps right into his sermon. Those passages that we read. Peter began to tell him that, you know, after the baptism, after the baptism, um, Jesus went about, Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good, healing the sick. He begins to tell him. He says he, he opened blinded eyes. Listen, he helped the lame to walk. Pete, Peter is sharing with these Gentiles, the people who are on the outside, the people who did not know. He sat down and he begins to share the gospel with these people. He's sharing the gospel with these people. He said, and y'all know that he was killed on the third day. God raised him up. He is sharing the gospel with these people. But listen to what he says in this verse right here. Verse 34. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. So God's not looking at anybody gets any special privileges. That's good news, y'all. The gospel, the gospel levels the playing field. That's good. That's good because it doesn't matter how much you have or how much you don't have. The gospel is available to all. It says God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. He's Lord of all. He is Lord of all. Those people that we pass on the street, he did the Lord too. Amen. The man that's in prison, the drug addict. Are y'all listening to me? The woman who had a baby out of wedlock. They belong to the Lord too. Sometimes y'all, we look at people and we discount people. We call because they're not like us. Because they haven't traveled like we've traveled, but they belong to the Lord, too. That is good news for somebody. Somebody need to say, I belong to him. him. Amen. We belong to him. Amen. My my grandkids were at the house and and it is a joy to have grandkids. It's a joy, y'all. But sometimes they are handful. You know, they, 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 they argue about things. Leslie, they were arguing in the room. They were just going off. And, and she said, my granddaughter says, I'm going to tell Papa. And he said, he my Papa. And she says, no, he's my Papa. And they go back and forth. And I just got upset and I went in the room. I'm both of your Papa. Stop it. I mean, they were just going in. And y'all listen to it. I'm saying that because none of us got any claim on God that the other one don't have. 
He's all our Lord. Amen. It makes no sense for me to argue with you about the Lord. He, he done this for me. He, he's still my Lord. Isn't that good news? Amen. You would think after I went in the room and I told them that I was both of their papas, that the fight would have been over. Hello? It wasn't. This happens in the church. Listen, we both belong to him. We know he's a father, our father. And listen, the father don't want him fighting amongst his children. But it happens anyway. He is the Lord of all. And guess who is the Lord of? Anyone who believes. Yeah. Anyone who believes. So you mean to tell me that a poor man can believe? Just like a rich man can believe. Hello? That a white man can believe? Just like a black man can believe. Are y'all following me? Uh, Listen, an Asian man can believe. Hello? Y'all see where I'm trying to go? To anyone who believes. So y'all, sometimes people who believe don't always think alike. Isn't that good? I believe, but I might not think like you do on everything. So we can't call, we can't treat each other as if the other is unclean. Hello? He's the Lord of all of us. Y'all, 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 saw, y'all saw Peter? Y'all saw Peter? Peter said, uh-uh. There's some unclean stuff out there. But he said this, the Lord has shown me not to call his people common or unclean. Isn't that good stuff, y'all? That ought to show us how we ought to treat one another. So look at this. So after he preached, after he preached to them, y'all, and I'm just about done. After he preached, something happens. If we look at this passage, it tells us, it tells us that while Peter, while Peter was still speaking these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. They seeing something happen. Something that they thought was just for them. God is now pouring out on others. Hello? Y'all see it? The Bible says what it says. That the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed. Listen, they're in amazement. This had only been given to us. Now he's giving it to the Gentiles, for they were hearing them speak in tongues and as tolling God. Then Peter declared. Peter says he stops because he sees what's happening. Does anybody know what's happening here? This had happened in Acts chapter two. So the same type of Pentecost that the Jews had experienced. Guess what was happening? 
the Gentiles was experiencing. Hello? The same thing. It says it right here. Y'all, if we go back to Acts chapter 2, they will tell you that they were speaking in tongues and, and we heard each person in our own language. Hello? We heard them like they were talking. Something happens. Listen, the gospel has power to unite people from all the, these, these people who were with Peter. They, they didn't speak the same language as these people, but they saw something that was happening. And y'all, the same way, the same God that we got, the same grace that's been afforded to us. We ought to be brothers and sisters to want to afford that same grace to those that are on the outside. To those that look like they're nothing, to those that look who are struggling. Because guess what, y'all? The gospel is for messy people. I need you to know the gospel is for messy people. And guess what, y'all? We all messy. We all messy. It, it, it is like this. Either our messiness is external, which everybody can see, or it's internal. And we got them things that we struggle with that don't nobody know about. Hello? And what do we need? We need his grace. Anybody, listen, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. But anybody in here got anything that they're struggling with that they don't want nobody to know? Mm. Hello? Does any, has anybody got some external stuff going on that everybody see? <laughs> Hello? And they need some help with. The gospel is for messy folk. Y'all, we messy. Y'all know they say he a ham. Or she a ham, they a hot, you know what mess. That's us. It is by grace. Hello? That things aren't worse than they are. So brothers and sisters, we have to learn how to treat one another. God works in messy people. Hello, look at David, y'all. David was on the roof. Saw somebody else's wife. Hello? He wanted her to come over there. He didn't want to talk. But listen, he was a man after God's own heart. Listen, y'all, we got some stuff. We all have some stuff that we need God's grace for. All of us do. All of us do. I don't care how put together we look. All of us got some stuff that we need his grace for. And I wonder, I wonder why, why is it that we don't treat one another like we should? I wonder why we may never call anybody unclean or common. Y'all, we don't always treat people like we ought to. Sometimes in our quietness, it's us trying to stay away from people. Hmm? Sometimes we vocalize it. But these are God's people. We need to learn how to love one another. I heard somebody say this, and then I'm finished. It says, how we relate to people reflects how we relate to ourselves. How we relate to ourselves reflect how we think God relates to us. So if you want to know how you think God relates to you, look at how you relate 
to others. Think about that. How do we relate to others? How do we relate to people who don't think like we do? Who don't look like us? Who don't have as much as we have? How do we relate to them? How we relate to them is just us showing how we think God relates to us. Would you want God to relate to you the way you relate to others? Would you want God to say to you what you posted about somebody else? I'm certainly glad that he don't. I'm certainly glad that God don't think about me as the way that I get upset sometimes and think about somebody else. I'm glad. I'm grateful for that. Because sometimes I don't want to be compassionate toward other people. I know I ain't by myself. You know, sometimes I look at my phone and see a number and like I ain't got time for her today. I'm glad God don't do that to me. So my prayer for me, for all of us, is that God, that we will remember that we are our one people. And whatever our differences are, we can cast them aside. So just as Christ made one man, Jew, Gentile, made us one, y'all, we got to look across this room and say, that's my brother over there. That's my sister over there. And we ought to treat each other accordingly. We are his children. He is our Lord. He is our Father. Let us treat one another as we all, for he is the Lord of us all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for... In your sight, we are not common or unclean. We thank you, God, that you extended to us grace. And your grace, which was sufficient for us, is sufficient for those who are different from us. So, Father, I pray that we, your people, will be able to unite with others so we can display your goodness to all people so we can be light in a dark world. I pray, God, that I don't think more highly of myself than I ought. I pray, God, that you will be the reconciling God that we need. We pray that you will unite us together. And we pray that your love will be shown between us all. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.